0: It's time to answer your questions about travel in Ireland with your friends from the Irish Fireside. Here's your host, Corey Taratuda.
1: Hello and welcome to the Irish Fireside. Today we're talking about castles, lots and lots of castles. That's because we're answering a question from Max, who asks, what are the best Irish castles for kids? And if we're going to talk castles and kids, I had to call my friend Jody Halstead, From IrelandFamilyVacations.com She appeared in episode 119, which was called Fairy Hunting with the Family in Ireland. And episode 125, Your Smartphone in Ireland and the Best Apps for Irish Travel. And today, she's here to talk about castles in Ireland. Now, we're going to be talking about a lot of places, so when you're done listening, if you want a refresher on all the castles that we talk about, go to the show notes at IrishFireside.com, episode 148. We'll have a full list of castles and resources. Jodi, welcome to the Irish Fireside.
0: Hey, Corey. Thanks for having me back.
1: Now, before we start talking about specific castles that people can visit, as a parent, what do you think are the main benefits of visiting an Irish castle?
0: You know, I think the main benefit for Irish castle visits is really twofold. It's definitely the history. It's history that that we really don't have in the States. And so it has a lot of drama and imagination and everything that can really be added to it so you know while you have that historic standpoint I think that deep down everyone kinds of dreams of being you know a knight in shining armor or a beautiful princess and castle visits really let you combine the two together the amazing history and the fantasy.
1: How did your daughters deal with the Realization of the Disney castle versus the Irish castle. How, what was their re- what was their reaction to that?
0: I think that you know the, again the Disney castles are are pure imagination, and it really helps to build the the anticipation for a castle. Mm-hmm. The lovely thing about Irish castles is there's usually someone on hand who can explain why they were built this way or what the features were or why there's just a big pit off of a corner that that served as a toilet. So I think having that information readily available helped my girls to understand that, yes, it was probably quite nice to be the lady of the castle, but Uh Disney really gave it a little bit of a fairy tale perk, I suppose you will.
1: I suppose they've reinvented the modern fairy tale as well, making it, quite fantastic.
0: Well, and and quite, you know, flowers and unicorns as opposed to what fairy tales were at one time.
1: Which, yeah, quite grim. Excuse my (laughs) bad palm. (laughs) Exactly. So if someone's starting to look at castles that they want to take their kids, like Max is, where should they start? What do you recommend? Where should they go?
0: You know, Ireland is full of amazing castles, and I, I actually have written about quite a few. But for a really, really great castle experience, you can never beat Bunratty Castle. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, it's designed for kids. It's an incredible folk park that centers, you know, the, the castle's been completely restored to about 15th, 16th century. So you go into it and you, you have a very true feel of an Irish, you know, an Irish tower castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, It is spectacularly done, and there's usually a guide or two in there that can tell you how the castle worked. One of the best things about Bunratty is that you can actually climb the narrow spiraling staircases all the way to the very top and stand upon the roof, looking over the battlements at, at all the land that was possessed. That earl, Mm -hmm. and then outside of that, you have the incredible folk village with the houses of the regular Irish, I suppose you would say, from all over the country. So you can really get an idea of the difference between the castle and the way the rest of the Irish lived. So that that makes it absolutely fabulous. And then of course there's animals and a playground and beautiful gardens and a lovely pub and. And so Bunratty Castle is probably one of my first choices if you're traveling in Ireland with kids.
1: And, and it's so close to Shannon Airport, it's really simple to get to if you're using Shannon as your your central airport.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think that if you travel south, it's the first castle you see.
1: There's one ruin that you pass that you kind of go, ooh, and then you see Bunratty and you go, oh.
0: Yes, yes, <laughs> just like that. And you might bounce in your seat a little bit and squeak.
1: Uh-huh.
0: That's what I did my very first time. I
1: remember myself getting a little excited when I saw it as well.
0: Another castle, if you're in Dublin, if you come in and out of Dublin, a terrific castle is Malahide Castle, which is just north of the city.
1: Mm-hmm. Very
0: easy to get to by train if you're, if you're central in Dublin and don't have a car, or you can drive to it as well from the airport, I think it's about 15 minutes. Malahide Castle is wonderful. It was owned by the same family for 800 years before it was uh, turned over to the state, and it's now managed by Shannon Heritage, which actually manages Bunratty Castle. <laughs> the tours of the castle? Are absolutely amazing because it was, you know, in the same family for so long. Everything practically is documented. Oh. So it's it's absolutely an incredible castle tour, and you know, if uh, if you're lucky or unlucky, depending on how you feel you might get to meet one of the ghosts.
1: Oh, so there. This, this is a haunted one.
0: It's yeah, it's said to be haunted. However, the the ghost encounters have all been very positive. There haven't been any mean, you know, mean ghosts there. So it's
1: a kid-friendly ghost.
0: Oh, it's a very kid-friendly ghost. <laughs> okay. In fact, it's a very short ghost. Oh. As well. No. Hmm. So, but not a child.
1: Aha. now you can so
0: great. There.
1: Yeah, you piqued my interest. I haven't been there since Shannon Development had taken it over. When I was there, it was you walked into a room and pushed a button and then they'd play a recording to you. So it was uh, it was okay, but it wasn't that you didn't get a lot of stories. You didn't you know you got lots of facts and information that way.
0: We had an amazing tour when we were there, and uh, the guides are absolutely wonderful and oh. so willing to chat with the kids and really tell them stories. So I highly recommend that. And then beyond that, the grounds of Malahide Castle are, are fabulous. They're very extensive, um, some wonderful gardens. And while it's not set up like a folk village, my girls loved just running through it and exploring. Uh, they had some trees planted and gulped toward the ground. It also almost makes a natural playscape, Okay. which is really nice. And then there is a very large playground. There's a little tourist train called Toots that you can hop on and ride into Malahide Village, which is just, you know, it's, it's like your idyllic Irish village.
1: So both of these are super close to the airport. Where, where do you go when you start moving away from either Dublin or Shannon?
0: Uh, Blarney Castle, obviously, is, is well known for the Blarney Stone. And while we did do, you know, the castle, I think the castle is kind of secondary to the ground. Okay. So what I would recommend is definitely when you do go to Blarney Castle, they have a souvenir audio guide. It's six euro and it more than pays for itself because Blarney does not have guides. So without this audio guide, you're kind of guiding yourself with a pamphlet Uh and using standing, I don't know what you would call them, you know, just little blurbs that are on
1: signposts.
0: Uh So I highly recommend the audio guide because it shares a load of stories and tales and you know, how did the Blarney Stone get its name? And there's like six different stories they share of that. Okay. So Blarney Castle, obviously, it's, it's a ruin. People don't, I don't think, realize that it is a ruin. There is no top on Blarney Castle. So you're kind of climbing it up the outer walkways. And the view from the top of Blarney is very cool. But in my mind, the best part of Blarney for kids is the ground. They have an amazing poison garden. I've not seen one of these anywhere else in Ireland.
1: And what's a poison garden?
0: It would be um, your apothecary garden in the olden days. So it would have been the place where your apothecary grew the herbs necessary to care for illnesses or broken bones and cuts and scrapes and all those other things that you would encounter on a castle.
1: And do they explain all the ingredients and plants too? Is that how you know what, what used to cure what?
0: The plants all have a little placard in front of them, and then they'll explain how they're used. Uh, there is a, a signpost right before you go in that says it's a poison garden. Do not touch, do not smell. There are some mm. of them that are, you know, like whorehounds. You know, you don't want to get too close to that. They have some of the more dangerous plants inside of a, a large cage. Um, they do grow things there, like I said, whorehound, you'll see things that if you have Harry Potter fans, they're going to recognize some of these, these plants from the Harry Potter books, which is really kind of fun. Wow. And then there's also the rock close and the, the wishing stairs. And there's a whole tale of, of witches that goes around with that. The, the seven sisters that deals with some standing stones and how there used to be nine and now there's only seven, and then there's also a uh, megalithic tomb back in there, so absolutely incredible.
1: So loads to see, a lot more than just a stone that you can kiss.
0: Way more than just a stone. Another castle that we really enjoy is Burr Castle Domain, Mm -hmm. and again, this, this really has nothing to do with the castle. It's beautiful, but the castle at Burr, there are very few days of the year that you can actually tour it. It is still lived in by the same family that has been in it for centuries. Mm-hmm. Still a lived-in castle. But the cool thing about Burr Castle Domain is that there's a science museum there. The, the Earls, going back hundreds of years, were, were very scientifically minded. The largest telescope in the world from the mid-1800s until the early 1920s is on that property. You can still see it. It still works. Yep. It's absolutely amazing.
1: One thing I like about Burr is hopping on the carriages too and taking a carriage ride through the gardens because it's, it's huge. It's a huge domain, and uh, getting on that carriage, you get to see a little bit more and enjoy it. It
0: is. It is. It's massive. And another thing that it has is actually only a couple of years old. Ireland's largest treehouse has okay. been built there. And it's great fun for kids. It's, it's right outside of the Science Museum, which is in the old stables. And it's just, it's fun. It's a few levels and it doesn't actually sit in the trees, but it's built into the trees and it looks like a, a fairy, a fairy castle.
1: Oh, very cool. So it's, yeah,
0: it, it's great fun. Gosh, there are so many castles in Ireland. I, I feel like I'm going to ramble on for hours and hours. <laughs> I do have, I do have one though. Or two. I'm going, to, I'm going to mention two more for sure. Okay. Um, Ashford Castle, which oh. sits on Loch Corrib, just outside of Mayo, or in Mayo, just outside of Kong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Ashford Castle is a five-star hotel property. And the rooms, for the most part, have been completely modernized. The castle itself is gorgeous. But the reason for going and staying there isn't so much the castle itself, although it's incredible to stay there. I'm just going to be completely completely honest. Uh-huh. Staying there is absolutely incredible because you are treated like royalty. But we went last year over Halloween, over the, the midterm break, and they have that over Halloween. And what they do there for holidays for kids is absolutely incredible. Ashford turns into Hogwarts, School uh-huh. of Witchcraft and Wizardry for Halloween. And when we got there, we went to the room, and on the bed were the, the Hogwarts robes.
1: Oh, and wands very cool. and,
0: and everything. And then here's the most magical part, though. So they take the kids at, like, 3 in the afternoon. You don't get them back until 9 o'clock at night after oh. they've, you know, they've done um, cooking school and, you know, teas in the gardens and all these other fabulous fun and magical things. And while they're doing that, mom and dad can go out. And, you know, we did a boat tour on the lake We had drinks in the bar, and then we had an amazing five-course meal in the dining room. So you could do high tea. It's just an incredible experience.
1: What's the age range for those?
0: I think that they'll take kids, I want to say three. They want them to be potty trained, obviously, Uh and able to enjoy the activities. And then I I think they'll go up to teens, would be my guess. Uh, They don't really list ages. But the one thing I have noticed about Ireland hotels is that once kids reach 12 or 13, they're not so much con- considered kids as they are adults okay. when it comes to booking and such. But I would say, you know, low teens, tweens, they'll now, still really enjoy it.
1: Now, when they were at Ashford, did they also get to do some falconry?
0: We have not done falconry at Ashford. We've okay. done it at um, other places, but I would definitely do it if you've never done it. Falconry is... One of, probably one of the most amazing experiences you can have
1: yeah. in Ireland. It, it, I've done it at Ashford, and it's really amazing. It's a little shocking for I think kids who aren't maybe like if they weren't if they're raised on a farm, it's not going to be a big deal. But if you're doing falconry, you have to be ready. They eat meat, so you're feeding them dead mice, or or they they could catch a mouse or do that type of thing. So you have to be ready for that. But once you get over that initial shock, and I'm a farm kid, <laughs> so it didn't phase me that much. <laughs> But, I mean, because this animal is going to tear apart this mouse from your hand. Now, I don't know if they do it a little different for children or not. But I know for adults, you get the real experience of what it's like to be uh, into falconry. They definitely emphasize what goes into falconry. This isn't a pet. This isn't something that you can, you know, just you have to go out with your falcon every single day. That's just for regular hunting yes. and exercise. And it's, people don't... It's a passion. Mm-hmm. The people who exactly. do falconry are... are a little crazy, in fact, because it's such a high level of commitment.
0: It is. It's a huge level of commitment, but it's hard not to wish you could do it when you're standing there <laughs> holding this amazing bird on your wrist, isn't it?
1: Well, and the fact that you do get to just walk in, spend an hour or more doing this, and then go home even makes it more uh, enjoyable in some ways because you don't have to carry all that responsibility.
0: Right. and And Ashford also offers like horseback riding. I think they offer archery and clay shooting so it if you're not going over a holiday there's plenty to do yeah and then the last castle I am going to have to mention is Napogue Castle. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Napogue Castle is in Quinn County Clare so it's not far from the airport not far from Bunratty actually also uh, owned and managed by Shannon Heritage. The really cool thing about Napogue Castle is that They no longer do castle tours there. The only time Nepogue Castle itself is open to the public is during the high season when they do medieval banquets. Okay. However, when it was restored, there were staterooms restored with it up above. Those staterooms are now available um, for rental. Okay. So you can stay in your own private castle at Nepogue
1: so your family spends the night in the castle, in uh, fully equipped rooms uh, for yes. the entire evening.
0: Yeah, well, and we were there for three nights. Okay. And it, so it's like having your own private castle. And we had our, our two fairy godmothers come in the morning and they'd make us breakfast and kind of flutter about and wait on us. They were absolutely <laughs> fabulous. Uh, you have this incredible, you know, your great room with the, the fireplace and, and seating area. Then you have up another level is this amazing, it's, a, it's this blue and gold sitting room off of the, the master bedroom. I, I can't even describe how phenomenal this room is. You can just imagine, you know, sitting in there in the afternoon and having your tea and carrying on these grand conversations. It's just an amazing room. And the master suite is just as large, if not a bit larger. It has this huge partner desk in it and this massive above king size bed that's canopied and and everything and then there's four more bedrooms you can sleep 10 i know two rooms are under restoration right now so right now it sleeps six technically but if you want a beautiful amazing castle stay where you're not sharing it it's probably the most incredible stay you could ever have
1: Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it it really
1: is.
0: (laughs) Definitely, definitely a splurge. But if you want to make a memory that will last forever, at least two nights.
1: Okay. Okay. Do you have any kind of tips as far as, you know, watch out for this with castles or, or any keep it real suggestions for people who are looking at kids in castles?
0: I think the most important thing to remember about castles in Ireland is that they are not ada equipped
1: okay yep. you're
0: you're not going to find a, a lift an elevator if you are not mobile you're likely not getting above the ground floor
1: okay yeah, and
0: that's that's just the way it is so i think that's probably the main thing to remember the second thing i would say is to remember the limits of your children
1: okay you
0: you really want to be able to explore and climb and get into every nook and cranny but those castle steps, especially the spiral ones, they're narrow, they're uneven, and they're steep. Absolutely. So you're not getting a stroller up those. Mm-hmm. You're, you're carrying your child if they're not capable of walking it. I would say the third thing is to just really keep a close eye on your kids. You don't want to let them run around and get, you know, I mean, because it's, it's, it's easy to be excited when you're visiting a castle. But you really have to maintain control of your children because there's plenty that can can happen that could injure them. You know, whether whether it's just from excitement or running, you know, stone steps are hard, little knees and noses are, are much softer.
1: Yeah, and rock walls are a little coarse as well, so that can all lead to Very little little nicks and scrapes and whatnot. What what about you mentioned a lot of uh, castles that are restored. What about some of the like OPW or Office Public, of Public Works castles that haven't really been restored. They're still in ruin and there aren't any guides there. Are those good for kids or should you save those for a little bit older kids?
0: We loved those, when, especially when the kids were little. And the reason why is because a lot of them don't have a high tourist traffic. Uh-huh. So you are you are really free to explore at your will. So they also have loads of land. Mm -hmm. especially with with the girls when they were quite young. We loved being in areas where they could kind of wander this land and touch and feel and explore at their pace. So that made those those OPW sites that were in more ruins really an amazing stop if the kids are younger. Now, the things you have to watch with that is that there's usually no one there, and you do have to watch what your kids are doing. Sometimes these sites are still used as grazing grounds. Because even though they're owned by the state, they're on private land. So sometimes you'll visit an OPW site and you'll have to wander through a field of sheep or a field of cows, which adds a a completely different dimension and uh, maybe a little more uh, attention to where you step.
1: (laughs) There's lots of things you don't want to step in in a field like that. (laughs) Very true. You can oftentimes find a good list of those at the Heritage Ireland website, which is the Office of Public Works website. They have their guided ones as well as some of the unguided ones listed there. So that's usually where I send people. Any uh, resources that you'd recommend?
0: The the OPW site is an excellent resource. There are a few on there that we absolutely love. Um, Care Castle is listed mm-hmm. on there, and that's a wonderfully restored castle, but it doesn't have the feel of maybe Bunratty or... Blarney. Mm -hmm. There's also, uh, the Rock of Cashel is nearby and it was a castle before it was a priory. Ross Castle is on there, which is probably one of the better castles to visit if you happen to be in Killarney.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So, if if you do go through that, and it's really wonderfully laid out on that site where you can look at separate areas and see everything that's available. Do consider the OPW Pass. They have a wonderful deal on the Family Pass. Okay. and it will get you into as many sites as you can can put into your vacation.
1: And now some of the sites on OPW are free, but, yeah, if you're planning to go to some of those uh, fee-based ones, uh, that can be mm-hmm. a, a real help for a family.
0: Right. Beyond that, the Shannon Heritage lists all their castles on their website. They are not OPW castles. So you definitely would want to check out the Shannon Heritage website.
1: Yeah, they're doing a great job. One that you didn't mention that I kind of have – really fallen in love with was uh, King John's Castle in Limerick as well and that's another Shannon heritage castle mm-hmm. and they when i was there in the past it was it was an okay castle to visit it was very shabby and uh, mm-hmm. you know kind of strange in its own way because it had you know, right vault, vault. well and i
0: didn't mention it because we haven't been there since they restored it mm-hmm. we've meant to the past two times we've been to ireland and our schedule just ended up not allowing it so my only memory of it is when it was in that shabby state. However, I've heard amazing things about the the interactive displays and the all the all the experiences you can have there since they've redone it.
1: What you'll experience there now is completely different from what you'd have in the past. And so and the museum is nice because it's got Kind of the two levels. It has the look and touch kind of areas for children, but then they have the higher level history for adults as well. And you can get through that. I mean, it's very easy for an adult to spend an hour in the museum section of it, which you go through before you enter the castle grounds. But if you need to get through quickly, let's say you only have a half hour for that part of it and a half hour for the other part of the the grounds, which I would recommend you give it at least two or three hours. But if you were really rushed, go through and just watch the video segments because you're going to get this impressive feeling for what the castle was throughout history for Ireland because it kind of makes you feel like Limerick was the center of the universe a little bit. It lets you know how important that city was throughout right, history. Right, great. And it's such a great jumping off point because it's close to Shannon, it's close to Bunratty, close to Locker and the heritage sites there as well. So mm-hmm. it, it's good.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. And I'm, I'm hoping we can get back to it one of these days, maybe
1: next year. Yeah, well, you know, it, it's one of those things where, I, you know, I'm sure you'll get there and I, I strongly recommend it. And there are so many other castles out there as well, but I think you've given people a good mix of castles, at least in the Republic, that they can explore and enjoy.
0: Well, I, I do have a couple in Northern Ireland if you're interested.
1: In well, them. tell us that, because there are some people that, you know, on their trip, that's where they're headed and they really want to kind of find places up there.
0: In County Fermanagh, so Fermanagh is kind of a, a central county, and its, it's half lake. Lock Urn takes up, I would say, half of it. Yep. But Ennis Kellen, which is right in the middle, is kind of in the center between upper and lower Lock Urn. Ennis Kellen Castle is an incredible place to visit if you have any interest in military history.
1: Okay. It was
0: used as a garrison for hundreds of years, up till World War II, I believe, and passed. So if you have any kind of interest in military whatsoever, Ennis Killing Castle has incredible, incredible displays.
1: And is it good for kids?
0: My girls really enjoyed it. The, The thing that made it not boring for them is that they have a history detective pamphlet that they hand out when the kids come in. Okay. And so they can kind of explore history in their own way. So they've done a really good job of making it not boring for kids. Good. And then Carrickfergus Castle, which is uh, outside of Belfast, a big, massive castle. Now, I'm going to be honest and say we did not go in there. We just didn't have time during our Northern Ireland trip. Mm -hmm. But that castle is massive and huge. It reminded me a lot of King John. And from what I understand, it has quite a bit of interactive activity.
1: And it's an easy train trip from Belfast. So if you're in Belfast, you can take the train up to Carrickfergus, the train station isn't too far from the castle, or vice versa. You can park the car in Carrick take the train into Belfast, and then come come back up if, if you didn't want to drive in the city.
0: And Belfast is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get lost in the maze of one-way streets, it gets a little, yeah. A little confusing.
1: Yeah, Irish cities just weren't meant for, for car traffic. Not at all. <laughs> Any other castles up in the north?
0: Uh, I have one more. Now, it's not technically in Northern Ireland, but okay. that's just kind of a... a geographical anom- anomaly, but if you go up to Donegal, Glen Bay Castle
1: uh-huh.
0: in Glen Bay National Park.
1: We're still in Ulster, so it uh, counts.
0: Exactly, exactly. But Glen Bay Castle in Glen Bay National Park is, it's, it has an amazing setting, and there are, there are dozens of pathways there back up into the mountains and everything. So again, it's not necessarily for the castle, which is, phenomenally beautiful but it's for the setting and the nature and the activities and the things there are there that can keep kids really entertained and and enjoyed
1: yeah the gardens there are beautiful and then definitely if your kids have the energy and you have the energy do climb the trails especially up to the viewing points and things like that because you get to see that beautiful area from a completely different vantage point
0: well, and there's also, and I wish I could remember the name of it now. But there is a place that does bicycle rentals there, and they're like electric bikes. Mm-hmm. So you know, just in case you don't think you can bike the whole thing.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's, you can it's,
0: get an electric bike, and it, it's not terribly expensive.
1: And and it's in the same car park that you would catch the bus into the national park as well, because you can't drive in the the main part of the park anyway. So a lot of people will make the walk, but it's a it's a Pretty big hike, but the electric bike I think would be a fun four kilometers.
0: And I remember when we did it, we thought, "Oh, it's just four kilometers," and it was really long. (laughs) long... I I think the way they measure walks in Ireland, and I've I've figured this out over the years, is they do as the crow flies, so so they they don't take into account how it meanders and how it goes uphill or downhill. So anytime you see a marked walk, just remember that. It's probably marked as the crow flies. <laughs>
1: uh, so you, you might be in for a little bit more than you bargained for. You might be. Well, Jody, thank you so much for spending this time and talking about castles with us. It's great having you back. And hopefully, I know there's some other questions that are going to come from this. You can come back and answer some more family travel questions for us.
0: I would love to. And, you know, people are always more than welcome to visit my site, IrelandFamilyVacations.com. There is on the front page, it says Start Your Journey Here. And if you click that, it takes you to a map of Ireland, and each county is able to be clicked. And you can, from there, see the places that we have explored and recommend. So it's a really great way to kind of break down Ireland into usable pieces for planning your trip.
1: I think that's always a good way is to narrow down the geography that way, and by county is a really great way. So, And you're focused so much on family that if you are taking kids, it's definitely going to be kind of edited down for us a little bit.
0: Right, and have a, a great variety of things that kids and adults will enjoy.
1: Great. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jody.
0: Great. Thanks so much for having me, Corey.
1: Thank you for listening. Remember, if you want more information about anything we mentioned in this episode, visit the show notes at irishfireside.com episode number 148. And before I wrap up, I want to send a special thank you to Mary Mulvihill from ingeniousireland.ie for lending her beautiful voice to our introduction. Thanks, Mary.